BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Salutations, possums. Good evening, noon or night, whenever you listen to this. Welcome uh, to Offensive Points. As usual, I'm here with Billy. Josh is over in Europe somewhere. Um, it's a mystery, so if anyone sees him, tell him we're looking for him. And we got a real special guest for you guys today. Mace Riney's in the house. IDP Army family right here. He's going to help us do a Dynasty rookie mock draft. I know you guys have been waiting for this all offseason, and we're starting it off right now. So, Follow Mace at Cali King 49er. Follow offensive points at offensive points and follow the army because we'd love to have you. Mace Billy, what's up? Yo, what is going on, everyone? Um, I've actually been trying to get on the OP call with you guys for a while. Finally able to link it up. Uh, happy to talk some football, kind of on the other side of the ball, I guess, for me. I'm used to doing the defensive side of stuff, but it doesn't mean I don't rank and do offensive stuff. So let's get into it. And I hope you guys take it easy on me. <laughs> no. Man, you for take sure. it easy on us too. You well, we have like a in IDP this year, so yeah. that's true. We have like a velvet rope around our podcast. Like you have to have a bouncer let you in. It's a whole ordeal, you know, just to get on this thing. It, it's it's it my <laughs> Um, all right, guys. This is I. This is an exciting week of football because we're right before we're like we're really just now getting to where the new league year is about to begin. We've already started to get you know slowly. Players are being cut from teams. The Tennessee Titans decided to lop off a lot of their uh, upcoming contracts situ- or you know situations that they were going to have to deal with. Nothing super notable, I don't think. I don't think Zach Cunningham really moves the needle, or Robert Woods, or Taylor Lewan. Like we don't really have, you know, I don't feel like much. As a Bears fan, that Taylor Lewan kind of was like, "Hey, man, we should sign him." That that get your juices flowing a little got, bit. Got my offseason juices flowing. I mean, this is gonna be a crazy offseason, though. I'm really interested. They're holding Lamar hostage like white boy Rick right now. So I gotta mm-hmm. see how that plays out. I'm so pumped to see where what transpires in that one. 
Yeah, and it feels like this quarterback situation is going to go wild here for these next like couple weeks. I mean, we've got Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. Um, we got Washington saying they're going to stick with Sam Howell. That sounds like a joke. Tampa Bay says maybe Kyle Trask is going to be the guy. That sounds like a complete and utter joke. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be a wild couple of weeks here because there's a lot of quarterbacks to be moved. I mean, the greatest of all time, Baker Mayfield, has got to figure out a new team for me to – unfortunately waste another bout of money trying to get one of his jerseys i said i was done mace after the carolina panthers debacle but then that game-winning drive he led for the rams i he had me he he reeled me back in that was a nice that was okay nice is the way to put it that was a stellar drive was it within 90 yards 98 yards something crazy yeah something like that yeah and career saving drive (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll see about that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know career career. We, he's he's got a backup job, or he could okay. be XFL. I'd be all over that XFL jersey. I've been wanting to buy one, but I don't know any of the players really. Um, the XFL was actually quite exciting this last week. Akeem but, Butler, man, that's the only AJ McCarron to Akeem Butler. Actually, may I know? I was like, holy, like I was talking about Hakeem Butler last week, and then there he is. He makes a play for the Hawks. Yeah, good call. Um, I'm surprised at how much in St. Louis we're down with the Battle Hawks, but four sport town. Now that the MLS is here too. Can't wait to see them here. I was watching the news the other day and some guy had a fuck cronky Battle Hawks jersey. I'm like, damn. I love that. That was quick. Jo- was it Josh? I mean, did Josh have that? <laughs> is that where he was? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was he making that jersey and headed out to San Antonio? Um, wild. Okay, well, today what we're going to do um, is a 12-team Superflex mock draft uh, for just rookies. We're just going to be talking offense. Um, we're, this is literally – this is basically off of just the Senior Bowl and what we think from college because we don't have the combine yet. That is in a week and a half, I believe. Um, so we are literally basing this off of just who we like names-wise right now. Guys, are you ready for this? Yeah, senior Let's bowl. Get to well. Senior and sorry, and shrine bowl. I want to get the shrine. Oh, shrine. my bad, my yeah. bad, Mace. I, I forgot. Need, I need, need to credentials this year. Out there, so I got to rep those guys. It's my family too. Is that a pretty good I environment out the there? Shrine bowl. Yeah, no, they got some good guys. You'll see in the fourth round. I'll bring a couple guys' names. Oh yeah, give them a little, give them a little love. Yeah. Can't wait. We also had some players that I'm thinking we're going to get drafted in mine draft that just got drafted in the USFL. I don't know how that whole thing worked, by the way, before we even get going on this. I don't know how those names got in there. I don't know if the agents had to submit them, like, just in case. But I think even worst-case scenario, a practice squad invite for an NFL team means way more than getting drafted in the USFL. So I'm really curious why they picked the names that they did. Yeah, just I think they went with guys that potentially were either going to be undrafted free agents or guys that weren't even going to be considered. So I I don't know, but it is going to be weird because if one of the guys they took in like the first what like eight rounds or whatever gets taken away from them, then that kind of messes them up for you know at least this year or years to come, depending on how long it lasts. Well, Darius Davis Isaiah is Land. getting drafted. Isaiah Land is getting I think going to get that drafted. killed me. There, there's a couple of players in there. I'm just like. They're probably going to get NFL drafted. I don't know if you're not planning on having them or maybe you just want the first dibs. I don't know. I'd just Bijan. Why not? I mean, eventually he won't be playing. You got the first dibs on him if he doesn't make it for whatever reason. 
He's a running back. <laughs> He's not? got five years in, in the, the NFL. Then he'll come play with us, you know. Exactly. Hey, if you had done that with Trent Richardson, you may have been sitting on something. So you know, I don't know. maybe take a while, but you would eventually gotten there. <laughs> Four years to get um, Okay. Anyway, let's start out this 12-team mock draft right now. Um, I will start first just because it's pretty obvious, I think, who the 101 is right now. I know that in Superflex, people are still after quarterbacks pretty heavy, but I think Bijan Robinson from Texas is the number one pick in most drafts right now. I don't know how, barring some kind of injury in the pre-draft process, like how he would get you know, out of the 101 spot. I'm not going to argue with you there. But, yeah, I was going to say, I got, I got nothing to say. That's I haven't – outside of anywhere right now, if you're taking them at 102, it's all cap. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. No, one's, no one's doing that. <laughs> all right, Maze, who would you take play. with the 102 pick? Um, So, it's going to be one of those, I guess, two quarterbacks for me personally. I have seen three quarterbacks go off the board, and that would be Levis, uh, Bryce Young, and uh, C.J. Stroud. But I'm going to go ahead and go with Bryce Young. Um, I like his mobility. I like his pocket presence. I know he's a little undersized. People are talking about that. But if he goes to the Underwear Olympics and puts up, I don't know, maybe a decent weight to where people aren't freaking out, then um, I don't know. It is what it is. You see special on the field, man. He makes guys around him better. I'm not saying they didn't have the best running game in the world. They had Jamar Gibbs, which was really good. But Jamar Gibbs didn't make that offense. I feel like the quarterback did. So uh, Bryce Young with the second pick. I think you're right about that. talk about how bad that line was either. Because, yeah. I mean, that really tore him up last year. Yeah. Yeah, which you don't expect from an Alabama team. Basically, like, just for the listeners out there, the number that you were looking for for Bryce Young is 190 uh, weight-wise. He's at 176 was what he was listed in college. Uh, he has to get to 190. Like, that's it, it has to happen. He knows it. Like, we all – everybody knows it. He's got to get to 190 before people will start taking it seriously that he's going to get drafted that high. Um, just because – a 176 player in the NFL is going to get crunched like a twig. It's not going to – the longevity of the career of Bryce Young is not long for the NFL if he doesn't make it up to a certain weight. It's just the math of it all doesn't work out. No, absolutely. I'm going to take – I'm glad you went yeah. Bryce there, man. I want C.J. Stroud. He's the <laughs> number one quarterback this year. The floor is there for him. You know, 6'3", 218 is what Ohio State had to measure at. We'll see what the uh, the combine holds, but I think you know he really showed something in the uh, college football playoffs there. And I don't know. I'm just the more I watch this kid, the more I am just kind of smitten with whatever landing spot he ends up in. Yeah, I mean it's pretty. It, it doesn't really matter where he ends up, honestly. I think that he's going to be a solid quarterback wherever he goes. Um, I think that he. Uh, if he goes to Houston, he's going to be fine. If he goes to Indianapolis, he's going to be fine. Panthers, fine. I think that, you know, he's not really mobile, but what we saw in the Georgia game that he had, there it is available to him. Um, it's just weird. He's going to the Bears, man. I mean, we're – I'm oh, just wow. kidding. You're, you're projected. That's, huh? been, that's been the trade fields draft the next Ohio State. <laughs> no. Fuck. Don't do that. <laughs> Leave your girlfriend. Right. Get with her sister. Right, seriously. I mean, she's prettier, kind of. The worst. Right? I don't know. The worst. <laughs> I if they if they do end up trading him, Joe, I just oh, no. 
it will be an I feel like an all time moment because I think Fields is going to be my Baker Mayfield man. I, I think you know wherever you're he just going to follow wherever he I'm goes. Just, that's going to be my team. The Bears have pissed me off enough. I love that. I love that. Okay, well now now the fourth pick I feel like is where drafts actually will get interesting a little bit because you have several different directions you can go here. You could go another quarterback, the Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. Um, you could go with the second running back, which I where I'm thinking about heading and then you could take a dip into the wide receiver pool although as we'll get to there is a literal red flag i have with each player in the wide receiver pool so far um so we're gonna go running back i'm gonna go with my number two guy i still think he's gonna get there and that's zach charbonnet from ucla um i where he's at right now people have not caught up quite yet i think we will eventually get there and i think whatever team he ends up on is going to be crucial um, but I think he is going to be this year's Brian Robinson, plain and simple. He's going to get there. They're going to have an established guy maybe, and then he's going to come in and kind of big dog that, you know, Antonio Gibson out of the way pretty much. I think that's what's going to happen here. Yeah, I like him. I think he's a multifaceted back. Uh, he's the ground and pound one cut kind of guy. I don't think he has that, like, separation at the next level, but he's going to get the, those yards. He's going to be breaking tackles, and maybe he can kind of find like a coming of age once he gets up to the NFL to get that secondary burst of speed to be able to break away like that. Um, also, out of the backfield, he's got a decent route tree. Not the most crisp routes, but like I said, he'll snatch the ball and he'll get it done. So he is kind of like a multi-guy, but not so much like geared that way, but he can be possibly. So um, I've been seeing him fall in drafts, but I honestly, he's like my guy in this draft offensively. So I, I love it. And people are definitely sleeping on Charbonnet. I mean, you guys clearly on watching the tape. I have to see what he does at the combine. When you watch UCLA's line, they absolutely mauled whatever defense they were playing. That line had so many just wide open gaps for him to run through that I, I got kind of got to see a little bit more, but uh, definitely trending in the right direction there. Yeah, I agree with that though. Sorry, real quick with DTR as their quarterback as well. That adds another dimension to that offense, right? You got to account for him as well. So like you said, like to see what he's doing at the combine, seeing what he's doing in drills. And then once he finally gets to a team, seeing what he does in camp. Yep. Yeah. Landing spot. All right, Mace. What do you got? All right. So since you went that way, I will, I mean, I guess Gibbs will be the easy route, but I'm going to go uh, JSN just because I, I mean, he's kind of still a mystery man to me. I haven't watched a lot of film on him from what I've heard. Pretty good. But I know that the next two guys, uh, Addison and I'm sorry, Quentin Johnson, um, they have more red flags than I would like to take this early in the stage. And I guess I'm just going to slide in with the hype on this one until further notice. <laughs> I'm not going to argue fine. with you. I mean, we saw what he did with Wilson and Alave there. And, you know, he put up monster numbers. It, it'll be really interesting to see that, you know, Bill, you're right about the red flags thing because that's, uh, you know, what the hell this year? I mean, I get he was being smart, but what the absolute hell it's, uh, it, it is. And it's, it's tough to say because when a player takes an entire year off of football, now here is the other, you know, other side of that coin, you can say like, Oh, he sat out an entire year of football. Well, guess who else did that? Jamar chase mm-hmm. before he got drafted. He didn't play uh, the COVID year. Um, he opted out. And just went to the draft, went number five, and he's one of the preeminent wide receivers in the NFL right now. So, is it a red flag? I don't know. Um, he's supposedly going to be healthy for or like 100% healthy for the draft or, and for the combine and everything. So, I'll be interested to see. You I've got to like, be. 
by this point, he had better be. If he's still I, I nursing he an played. injury, man. I'm not drafting. I think him. he could have played in the playoff game. He says he couldn't. He said doctors advised him. I think his bank account was advising him not to personally. But um, yeah, no. I, I think JSN his ceiling to me is like a, a Keenan Allen type. There's not really any tall guys in this class other than Quentin Johnston. So um, you're getting a lot of like really powerful slot guys, and JSN is probably the best one on the board at that. Yeah, Keenan Allen's a good comp to him. I like kind of Michael Thomas, you know, kind of that big slot yeah. guy, but right there that's that's probably it all right joe love to hear what you got i'm still baffled that you guys are letting me get the next jamal charles at pick six here my god dude jameer gibbs is my pick the alabama line i mentioned it with bryce young absolutely horrible um it's it'll be really interesting to see what he weighs in at the combine at if he can put a few pounds on He'll be right there. But, I mean, right now I'm buying the Jameer Gibbs pick all day rather than paying for the Bijan pick because Jameer Gibbs is just absolutely a monster. And I see him – his entire game is going to translate to the next level really well. Yeah, you can get it from both levels. Um, the only question I have, I haven't seen enough Alabama offensive tape to know if he can stand from behind center and make a read. Like you said, that line wasn't really doing that great. But – a lot of their stuff was out of shotgun, and even the pitches were, you know, off to the side and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we've got the awareness to hit the outside, and that, like you said, what you're looking for in the NFL. Uh, his routes are nuts. He's fast. He's got hands. So um, he's definitely going to be in a position to take that, at least third down back, and then possibly move in. But um, the lower he goes in the draft, I feel like the better opportunity he's going to have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're getting him at the sixth pick in a start, like a rookie draft, you're going to be perfectly happy with yeah. that, um, especially – Uh, My only fear with Gibbs, and I said this from the very beginning of the season when we were, you know, starting this out, is I wasn't a huge fan of him at Georgia Tech. When he got to Alabama, he did have a lot of splash plays. Like, there was a lot of big gains. It's hard to argue when you see the guy go for 70 off of, like, a little pitch outside. It's hard to argue against that. It's just sometimes between the tackles, it didn't really look like he was able to burst. But at the same time, Joe's point about the offensive line is well taken. So, yeah, number six, if you got Gibbs there, you're going to be happy with that. All right. I'm going to do it. Going back to the quarterback pool, and it's not Will Levis. It is Anthony A.R. Richardson for me. Um, Look, guys, when he gets into the league, and I need everybody to hear and listen to me clearly, he will not probably be starting day one. I think if you do start him day one, you have to be damn sure that your quarterback coach and your offensive coordinator is well-established because this is not a mistake you want to make if you cannot develop him, especially if he goes in the top ten picks. Um, But if he lands with, like, you know, Dayball or something like that, a guy that is no Frank Reich, um, guys that are known to have developed quarterbacks, the ceiling is, I mean, he's got the biggest ceiling in this draft. I mean, he can run past, he's got decent pocket presence, which a lot of people on draft Twitter do not understand. They've clearly never watched Anthony Richardson. The amount of times I've fought with people on Twitter um, that have clearly just looked at box scores, like that is clearly what you've done. You have not watched him play because you would not be saying, oh, he's only had two good games in his entire – no, 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 no. That's a box score talking to you. You have to watch. You have to watch him play and how the team around him looked. Um, it just – they weren't ready for what Anthony Richardson could do. Think of the next level he's going to be balling. Yeah, if he gets a position coach who definitely leans into him, 
and gets the best out of him, then look the hell out because he's <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say Lamar 2.0 and be that person that gets the next thing going, but he's that new age of quarterback that you would think someone like, I don't know, like Trey Lance or someone like that would be dynamic, big arm, mobile, can do literally anything like Jalen Hurts, I guess, or that kind of prototype. So, um, yeah, I guess for what you're spending here, you're kind of rolling the dice. Like you said, you're going to have to wait a year or two, maybe. But if he does fall into that perfect mold, you're going to be so happy that you spent that draft pick. No, absolutely. I, <clears throat> Billy, when you said Zach Charbonnet earlier at the fourth pick, um, mm-hmm. it threw my whole draft off because I was expecting <laughs> to take Anthony Richardson at 106 there because Anthony Richardson is the beautiful creation. If you took Jay Cutler and Lamar Jackson and just made a love child between them, he's got the arm. He can make the touch throws and he can absolutely rocket it in there. The inconsistency is what's going to hold him back on that. And, you know, we saw him put in the work from his junior year to his senior year. Footwork improved, ball placement improved. So that looks really good. And then he – I mean, the rushing upside alone, I think, is going to get him on the field extremely quickly. And I'm sorry. I mean, look at Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence came out all polished prospect. Really didn't do shit for you in fantasy last year, his rookie year. But if you get a rushing quarterback – like Anthony Richardson, he gets on the field. He's getting you 10, 12 points each week just with his, you know, what he's able to do on the ground. If he throws a touchdown, that's awesome. But those type of guys in a super flex for me are extremely valuable, especially if you have two established quarterbacks ahead of them, because you can throw him in there and he can win you a week just with his legs. And that's where I'm all about Anthony Richardson. Well, and I've seen a lot of people comp him to Malik Willis or like Josh Allen. Um, Anthony Richardson's more polished than either of those guys coming out like right now, like right same spot, like when Josh Allen was coming out and when Anthony Richardson's coming out, Anthony Richardson's further along than Josh Allen was at this point. And we all know what Josh Allen is now. Um, I, I just, I think there's a lot less chance of him being a complete bust than people want it, want to make it out to be. A lot of people think this is going to be another Trey Lance situation. Trey Lance played in the middle of nowhere in college like it's more understandable of how that's not working perfectly than like Andy Richardson went through the SEC he freaking took it to like Tennessee Alabama like he he, he's been in it like a little bit so I I don't know I think the worry has gone a little bit too far I love it I love all right Mace how about it come on it all right I'm gonna go uh Quentin Johnston just because whenever uh What's his quarterback? Max Duggan. That's his mm-hmm. Whenever he needed someone, even stuff, man, it was it was him. He's that guy. Um, I heard Steve Smith Jr. talking about how one play he looks just tremendous. He's that first guy, and the next play you're like, dude, I don't know what he's doing. What happened here? So another dice roll here, but um, I guess as we get further into this draft, we start to realize that this draft doesn't really have 32 guys that'll go ranked at least for me like in the first round of this class like offensive defensive linemen all that stuff in general but uh, decisions have to be made so um i'll just take the first two wide receivers there and i'll i'll take a quentin johnson i can argue with their the size of quentin johnson alone is going to get him on the field the speed the the route running and stuff the only thing as a bears fan that worries me is you know i've heard the comps is deandre hopkins i've heard andre johnson um I kind of get Kevin White vibes from him. And and who knows what <laughs> Kevin White could have been without the <laughs> injuries and stuff. But, I, you know, just watching him play, it's really exciting. And, and I really hope he can be there. But just that comp alone is in my brain, and it, it makes me kind of skittish about it. But I do love some Quentin Johnson. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I had to, if I had to make an idea of what he probably is going to be in the NFL, not in a high or a low, is probably like Mike Williams for the Chargers. I think that's about. I don't what want to he... hear that, Billy. Well, okay, he's but on our debut actually, team, man. He's actually worth it. How about that? Like, okay, you know, right, he, uh, he belong yeah, in I the NFL. Hate Mike Williams. He, yes, he will belong in the NFL. I just, I think that's probably what you're looking at. A guy that, you know, he's going to have weeks where he catches seven for one hundred, and you're going to be like, hell yeah, I'm glad I started him. And then he will have some weeks where, you know, three for 36. He'll be like, well, damn it. This wasn't one of those weeks. I just feel like that's probably what we're the middle ground that we're probably looking at for him, but still going to be a solid player. I mean, you're going to be happy that you got him in the first round. Absolutely. Oh, man. Where do I go? Do I go with the guy I like or, uh, um, you know what? I'm going to do it. Um, Kendra Miller from TCU. Wow. Okay. At 109. You're playing um, with your heart, Joe, and I like that about you. Dude, six foot 220, man. They didn't ask him to pass black. That's a knock on him. But, God, watch him play. He looks like a speed. He's a freak of nature with the ball in his hands. I understand that TCU, you know, had some games this year where they might not have been against the best defenses, but – I'm sorry. What do you want out of your running back? You want explosion. You want, you know, that contact balance through people getting through. He's got it all. And honestly, after watching all these running backs, I really think he could easily be the number two. He could even be the best one in this class. I'm going to throw it out there. Wow. I love Gondre Miller. You are yeah. that is that is a hot take on this show hey. right now, Joe. We, we saw hey, you compare him to Saquon. Look what happened in Saquon's career, man. Where's sure. he been? At? Okay, Mace, you might have to take one of those coats off. That's how hot that <laughs> is. Jesus Christ! I'm trash. This man's sweating over there because that Jesus better than Bijan. Okay, well, I mean, I like Kendra Miller too. Um, I don't think I love him as much as Joe does at this point in time. But at the same time, hey, if if you like him, I probably would have had him in the second round. But Joe, you know, if you want to pay up for him, I'm. I can understand I'm, it. I'm absolutely paying up for him, and I'm going to double down on it and triple down on it. I'm a big fan. Love it. Love it. More okay. fun, more football, more fantasy, baby. You got to have fun sometimes, <laughs> right? You got it. Definitely. Okay, well, for my pick at number 10, taking Jordan Addison. Um, don't feel like I need to let him slide anymore. Uh, I think he has the potential to be Garrett Wilson this year. Um, I think that He's got a similar style of play as the him. He's not exactly going to burn past you, but he's a reliable pass catcher. Um, he can be a quarterback's favorite target. Uh, and I definitely think, you know, when it's all said and done, like he's going to have to bulk up. He's a little small, a little on the small side, but that's kind of this entire class in a nutshell, other than Quentin Johnston is they're all kind of small. Um, so he's going to have to bulk up a little bit, I think to be super effective if he's going to play slot receiver, but I think you can use him in different Garrett Wilson type roles and he will be able to do what you need him to do. Yeah. And no, I like what you're saying with that. USC used him in a lot of screening concepts going underneath <clears throat> and stuff like that. But then you get that play action where he kind of comes inside and goes deep on that post, splits those safeties and he catches the ball. Um, he's got great balance. I mean, I saw a play today. I was looking up some stuff online, 40 yard pass down the field, caught it, had a defender right behind him, spun him around, stayed on his feet and ran for a touchdown. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff you'd like to see him bring to the next level. But is he going to be able to do that against a safety that's got 30 pounds? I don't know. My my argument for him is that Kenny Pickett was a first round wide or quarterback in the in the NFL draft, 
and it was solely because of Jordan Addison. In my opinion. <laughs> so if he can do that for Kenny Pickett, what can he do for your right. NFL team? Right. It's a good point. I kind of see him as like uh, Devonta Smith plus, if you will. Yeah. I'm really glad Josh is in uh, Africa or, or Haiti or wherever the hell he's <laughs> at right now for that one. But, uh, you know, the stuff that yeah. – the stuff that Jordan Addison is able to do um, running his routes, just beating defenders left and right is something that we didn't necessarily see out of Devonta Smith, but he has the same build. He has the same speed. And, and I really like to see him where he lands Seahawks, please. I'm praying yeah, a lot of people are I'm saying praying. Steelers matching back up. Sorry, Mace. With Kenny Pickett. <laughs> no All right, All right, Mace, have at it. Okay, I'm going to go with my first Shrine Bowl guy. I'm going to go with Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College. Um, you're either in on this guy or you're out on him. People, I, I don't know, I've heard every excuse. I, I really like him, man. I think he's a speedster. I think that he's going to have that chip on his shoulder with all this talk. People were giving him lip for going to the Shrine over the Senior Bowl and they're both all-star games. And I, I don't know. I don't say any fuck. Uh, one of his teammates at the um, Shrine Bowl needed pads and some stuff the first day, so he gave his up, so – the dude could play and then came back and still did it just because he knew he had that platform. So I don't know. I, I like the guy, I like his tape and um, maybe you won't have to pay it for him in your draft. If you don't have to, then obviously don't because he is like a little, not like a lesser known name, but he is sneaking into the top fives and stuff like that. So just someone to keep your eye out for. Uh, if you miss some of those top guys, uh, you're rolling the dice either way with those guys. So I'd say maybe fall back on a guy like Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is smooth, man. As far as athletes go in this in this uh, wide receivers, at least, I think he might be the best one on here. But just watching him play, it's just like he's sliding on ice and no one can catch him. It's pretty cool. I'd have to agree. I mean, I think the only knock that a lot of people have is like, you know, why did you stay for your senior year? I think that it's less of a knock than I think people make. I don't I, you know, the quarterback situation at Boston College was not exactly great but zay flowers being there made the entire thing a little bit better so i I think that it's less of a knock um than most people think but yeah zay flowers good wide receiver well aren't uh fantasy wide receivers more favorable i guess percentage wise when they don't commit to their senior year when they actually go from their junior year i'm not sure i'll look that up but i'm i'm pretty sure like i mean if you have a guy that's there all four years right and that means he didn't have enough to prove it to get in, as <laughs> opposed to someone who flashes two or three years and then gets in. Just kind of. And here's mind. the thing: I think Zay Flowers could could have come out last year, and he yeah. would have ended up good, good and fine. Like I, I don't, I think it's it should be less of a knock that he was willing to stay and play with his teammates than, you know, oh, why did he have to stay till his senior year? He didn't have to; he chose to. It, it's a difference. It's kind of like the Shrine everything Bowl. to do with that. He chose the Shrine Bowl. He didn't have to. He could have gone the Senior Bowl yeah. like everybody else does. He didn't. Chose Shrine Bowl. More power to him. For sure. Rides his own wave. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go Will Levis right here. Um, he's slipping a little far for me in the Superflex right now. I'm not overly excited about him. If he shows what he did is, uh, you know, two years ago when he was mobile and he was slinging it left and right. I'm all for it. He played through injury all year this year. Uh, it's well documented, and he didn't quite look at the same like the same player. But he's extremely talented, and you know, comparing himself to Josh Allen really um, kind of rubbed me the wrong way at first. But I like the fact that he believes in himself to be that, and who knows, maybe he could be there. So, getting him at 112 at the end of the first, I will absolutely take that. 
putting mayo in his coffee is kind of where he offended me. I'm just no, no. Uh, seriously though, he can command an offense. Um, I don't think that he shies away from the middle. I just don't think he threw there a lot because of schematics. And I feel like his running back got him out of a lot of sticky situations. He's throwing off his back foot a lot, holding on the ball for too long. Um, Obviously you want to see him go down with the ship and whatnot. So that's okay. But I feel like there's a lot more tweaks and a lot of people are willing to give him. I feel like he is getting a lot of hype just because that's what happens during draft season. All of a sudden there's five quarterbacks that can go in the first round opposed to two. And I don't know why that is. I mean, I'm not saying Will Levis is not talented. I think he does have arm talent in our eye, but I feel like he's a lot more consistent than people give him credit for. Yeah, he was much better in 2021 when he had Wandale Robinson there. Um, losing that, you kind of ushered in a, a receiving core that wasn't really ready for uh, what Will Levis could do. He also got injured multiple times this year, different injuries. One was a toe. I think one was uh, something in his – I can't remember. I don't want to make it up. I don't think it was a shoulder, but it's something like in his hand. Um, oh, he broke his finger. That's what it was. Um, Nick, you know, knickknack, paddywhack type injuries kind of held him back this year. I'm hoping he's more the 20, 2021 guy than he is the 2022 guy, but it was hard as hell seeing him struggle against Tennessee where every other like quarterback was having their career day yeah. against them. Um, you see Will Levis throw three picks. That just kind of like, oh, what are you doing, man? Um, but I'm hoping for the best. And if he goes in the first round, and, and especially in a super flex, you're going to have to take him because he's probably definitely going to be starting. <clears throat> All right. We're done with round one. We're going to have to speed this up or this is going to take two hours. So round twos, three, and four, we're just, you know, the analysis probably won't be because, we A, we don't know as much about these guys. I won't lie. Um, and two, we just need to speed this up a little bit. So I will start out with number two. Um, going back to the running back pool, and I'm going to take Sean Tucker from Syracuse. Um, there are things that I don't love about Sean Tucker's game. Um, I think he's just going to be one of those steady guys that's going to be in the NFL for a long time. I don't necessarily think he's ever going to finish as a RB1 um, but I think RB2 land will be where he lives most of it, and you're going to be happy that you have him on your team because he's going to be steady. You know who else has been an RB2 for a long time? Who's that? Tony Pollard. It's true. That's who Sean Tucker reminds me of. Anyway, okay. that's my analysis there. I can see it. I can see it. Sorry, sorry, right, how about it? Yep. Okay. Um, I am going to take Keishon Butte, wide receiver, LSU. I uh, don't know much about him. I do know that I have him in my two Debbie leagues, though. So that's what I got for you guys. <laughs> You're in a good place, man. His yeah. size and speed, I, I really think that, you know, this year was kind of an aberration. He's incredibly talented, and if he lands in the right spot, off to the races there. Literally 2022 was a – black hole for wide receiver like talent because we have no idea how in the world we got to where we were at with all of these guys because yeah he did he was not the wide receiver one on his team he should have been he is the talent to be that and i think somebody at the next level is going to get a lot more out of him than lsu was able to so someone's going to get a great value on him with where he's going anyway i'm going to go first tight end off the board michael mayer Notre Dame dudes Absolute stud. He did it all year. He was phenomenal coming out of high school. Everyone knew what he was going to be. He kept doing it, and now he's going to the NFL. And uh, everyone wants that Travis Kelsey on their team. Maybe he'll be it. Yeah, 
I mean, first round tight ends are a tough, tough pill to swallow when they don't work out. But I think Michael Mayer definitely has all the tools to make it happen. Um, Rookie tight ends year one have not exactly panned out. Um, It feels like I don't know why that is, because it it seems like if you're spending up for him, especially like a Michael Mayer or another guy we'll get to a little bit later. um, Seems like he should be more involved. So I hope that whatever team drafts him plans on using him accordingly. I'm just all about stocking up on tight ends, man. We all know how valuable they are. We try to convince ourselves every year they're not, but at the end of the year, we're like, damn, they really were. So get tight ends. It. Okay. Um, we're going back to the wide receiver pool for me, and that is Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Uh, the argument that he is a one-year wonder, I think, is kind of ridiculous because if a one-year wonder ends up being the Bolitnikoff winner as the best wide receiver in football, then – I mean, sign me up for that one year because that was awesome. I think that he is a perfect landing spot for, like, the Cowboys. I think that would be a perfect spot for him to land um, opposite CD. I think you could really build something there. So I'm hoping his draft stock kind of, you know, gets up into that third, maybe late second round because I think that's where he belongs. Okay. Um, I'm going to go running back, a guy that I know a little about, seen a little film on him, Uh, big, big plays, uh, Tank Bigsby. Running back. That's, yeah, that's Joe, do you want to tell Joe? Do you want to tell your Tank Bigsby story real quick? Yeah, um, I uh, I bought a Tank Bigsby jersey, and uh, it never showed up. So someone, maybe even Tank Bigsby himself, has a jersey that he freaking owes me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's very upsetting. Joe say, got scammed out of a Tank Bigsby Auburn jersey, and we have no idea why that was the the scam somebody was running. Like, of all things to scam somebody out of, a Tank Bigsby Auburn jersey does not exactly seem like the one thing I would think somebody would get him for, but oh well. I hope happened. one of these times we're on, like, Radio Row or something, and he walks by, and I'm like, you owe me a fucking jersey. And then he gives me one. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I can't, cannot wait for that time that you get to confront him about that. <laughs> it would be pretty awesome. I like the tank pick though, man. He's, you know, they, everyone was super hyped on him and it, they've kind of cooled off on him, but we know what he can do <laughs> and he's an absolute monster. So really excited to see what he can do. My pick here is going to be Roshan Johnson out of Texas. I, uh, Damn. dude, he is like 340 college career carries and he's caught, you know, a ton of balls for the amount of time he's on the field. He was an extremely good backup to Bijan, and, you know, the offense didn't really look much worse when he was in there. So he's built like a freaking Mack truck, and he is going to absolutely – you know, Billy, you saw what he did at the Senior Bowl, and you were hyping him up. I, I've been watching a lot of tape on him, and I think, you know, if you're drafting early in Dynasty right now, you have to get this guy. You have to figure out a way to get him on your team because he's going late. He's going to offer you tremendous value going forward. 100%. Literally, we were at the con- or at the Senior Bowl, and day one, it was easily – Roshan Johnson was the best player on the field, and it wasn't close. Um, a lot of people had, like, Tajay Spears uh, as their biggest riser. I think if Roshan Johnson had been there all uh, – the whole week, that he would have been because, I mean, it was – he was just different, just different than everyone else there. It, it wasn't – he did not – it didn't feel like he belonged. Let's put it that way. He, he looked like he should have maybe – 
you know, been already preparing for the draft because of how um, good he is. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right. On to pick 19. Um... Oh, I want to go back to the quarterbacks, but I'm not going to do it even though I want to. I'm actually going to go back to the tight end pool because I think Dalton Kincaid belongs here. Um, He's been sneakily coming up into the first round in a lot of mock drafts I've been looking at. Um, Look, he is a receiving monster. Uh, He had a 230-yard game um, in college. I mean, it was against USC, which had a pretty terrible defense, but – it's nothing to sneeze at when you see a, a tight end have, you know, 12 catches for 230 yards and three touchdowns in a football game. A tight end doing that, like, that's eye-opening. And if any anybody who takes him, I think he's an immediate weapon they can deploy in an offense. Uh, he's not – I mean, he can pass block and run block too, but he's very good at catching the football. Yeah, the team drafting him is not looking for an inline blocker. He is—he's not built that way, and he is going straight to catches, straight to fantasy goodness. But not quite the Kyle Pitts type, I don't think. I think he's like a little bit more in the middle. Oh yeah, no, I mean it's Kyle Pitts is Kyle Pitts. I, I don't care what Josh says, and I'm not back on the train yet. But 
we're not going to see another Kyle Pitts in a long time. Tough to get on that train. <laughs> All nice. right, I'm going to take uh, Josh Downs, wide receiver. Hell yeah. At this point, I'm really just tossing darts. And <laughs> no, I mean, I, mean I, like, I like Josh Downs a lot. Um, when he didn't have Sam Howell, it was a little a little different this year, but um, at the time, he was really good. Um, I mean, I feel like the biggest issue was, like, Deami Brown was, like, really good in, you know, North Carolina. Hasn't really done much in the NFL. More, I worried Josh Downs goes down that route, too. Um, but, I don't know. We'll see. I like him a lot still. All right, Joe. Zach Evans is my pick here, sir. I mean, when you watch this guy play, the dude, he, he kind of floats. He's a very patient running back. Uh, he seemed to kind of create space for himself. But when he has the ball in his hands, he is, you know, as soon as he commits to the burst, he's an absolute dog and he fights for every yard. We didn't really see him hit full speed on many plays. It didn't really seem like he had to. He was kind of outrunning people. So if he runs a fast 40, I, he could even go further up for me just based off of watching him run and, and where he lands. It's going to be really exciting to see where he lands this year. Yeah, no, I like and, it a lot. Well, Billy, we talked about this. I got to throw this out. I think, you know, a lot of these running backs right now are being absolutely overshadowed because of the fact that Bijan is as good as he is. And everyone knows Bijan. It's no competition. But there are some absolute studs in this class. Yes. Is a deep running back pool. Like you're going to be one to scoop up a lot of these guys and put them on your taxi squad because they could be big down the road. Um, all right, for pick 22, I'm going to go back to the wide or the quarterback pool because I wanted to, and that's Hendon Hooker. Um, he was my favorite quarterback this year. Um, it was really unfortunate when he tore his ACL because that kind of that I he's already 25. He took has the ACL injury. I still think that you can get another good 10 years out of him. I, I still believe that because he's not exactly reliant on being mobile. Um, and he made his entire team better. Like Tennessee was only good this year because of him. And once he left, the entire team crumbled. So I just, I like the way that he was able to build up everybody around him into a national title contender before he got hurt. I'm not going to argue with you. He looked great this year. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Rasheed Rice, strictly on the fact that he's smaller than a lot of the other guys that I was looking at. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, come by this year. Rice is definitely one of the more polarizing people right now because some people are all in, some people are all out. So, yeah, it's definitely – um, gonna be interesting to see where he like. I think the combine is gonna help a lot. Senior, but he was at the senior bowl. I wouldn't say he was exactly like you know, head above everybody, but you know, he, he was there, he worked. Looks good. Uh, I'm going Darnell Washington, uh, my pick. Um, you know, Brock Powers obviously was the stole the show there. But, I mean, it's 6'7", 260. His size alone is going to get him on the field a lot. And, you know, I know we say this every year. Those big guys are going to be like, uh, what, Antonio Gates? Just, you know, throw it up. Let him, let him basketball it out there. But I, I really like – I mean, I haven't seen, you know, Jelani Woods looked really good coming out. A bunch of these big tight ends look really good. But Darnell Washington, what he's able to do with his body and contort it in midair and make those catches, I'm – I'm really interested to see where that goes. So I want him on my team. Yeah. I mean, you're literally drafting Godzilla onto your team. And 
I am very fascinated to see how he gets used on a team. It's like an alignment. That's a good comp, though. You know, we hear like Tyree Kill a lot. We don't hear Godzilla <laughs> very often. That's yeah, he's a very rare prospect, but yeah, literally a six seven two sixty tight end. Like Jesus, that's that's a tall dude. Um, all right. We're on to the third round already. It's kind of crazy that we're already here, but uh, let's get to it. Devin Achain is my pick for uh, the first pick in the third round. Um, he's probably going to be the fastest guy at the Combine. I cannot wait to see him run. I hope he chooses to run um, because I think we might have an opportunity to break the record for fastest player. So very interested to see him run at the Combine. I think if he runs as fast as he is billed to, that I mean, he's going to fly up draft boards immediately. Okay. So quick. Yeah. So nice. Quick. quick guy. So quick. Okay. Speaking of quick guy, it's my turn, right? Yep. Yeah. This might be a little early. I've seen him go in fourth round. I've seen him go in the second round. Only in the second round because of me at the end. Uh, Kenny McIntosh. Okay. The, uh, okay. I guess, he, is he a receiving back or is he, I mean, I guess he's not really known for his in between the tackle work. Right. Yeah, he's a receiver. <clears throat> he can do both. It's okay. fine. He's fine. It's just, is it more like a like a team? A team that's just willing to bet on him and see what he's got at the next level? Pretty much. I mean, he was really good because he was a senior bowl too. He was really good at his pass blocking drills, which I think goes a long way. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't really have a guy like this year that was like Damian Pierce last year where like he just burst onto the scene and exploded. Like we didn't yeah. really have a guy like that. A lot of people want to make Tajay Spears that guy. It wasn't. It wasn't the same. No, it was Damian, not the same at all. Damian Pierce committed murder on the field in front of <laughs> 2,000 people and walked out of there. He scot-free. literally did. And literally. everybody looked around at each other like, what the hell was that? Like, literally. <laughs> so it was, there was no moment like that from a, a running back, in my opinion. Yeah, the only – McIntosh looks really awesome. My only thing with him is he, he tends to go down pretty easily. Like, you know, if a defender's got him, he doesn't put up much of a fight. He, he falls down, but – he looks like, I mean, as a pass catching back or maybe even something more, he, he looks really studly in that in that game. But For sure. I'm going to do it because um, I'm an Iowa boy myself. I'm going to go Xavier Hutchinson right here. Due to his size and his end zone prowess. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, you know, Akeem Butler really. That's the second time we've said his name in this podcast, which is ridiculous, but. You know, he got me off the Cyclones, but Xavier Hutchinson's got me right back on there. I hope he goes to the Niners, man, just because of the old connection. But, no, I saw him do a, a dig-out route, um, cut inside, go out, leaving defenders in the dust. Like, it was, like, poetry in motion. When he, I have not seen any of his other routes. Saw a couple sideline catches. Dude's got hands as well. Um, I'm definitely in on him at the back of the seconds and, like, early thirds. I might be a little forward, but I like him a lot. Yeah, I so excited. Good pick. I won't be the one to do it because of how, how I got burned um, by Iowa State wide receivers in the past. But, alas, somebody will do it. Hey, worst Don't comes to worst, he's a battle hawk in a couple of years. We can go watch him down the street. <laughs> that's my biggest fear. I'll draft him in the second round. He'll be a battle hawk because that's literally what happened with Hakeem Butler. Not even joking. That was literally exactly the same song of death. We were hyping Hakeem Butler a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, let's, we'll, we'll get off the Hakeem Butler thing. Xavier Hutchinson, you're better than him. I hope. All right. On to 28. I'm going to take, um, you know, Oklahoma fan. I'll take him. Marvin Mims. 
Um, I'm not going to lie. I did not love this year as opposed to last year. Um, but I think, I think the argument could be made if you have a different quarterback three times in your career um, and two offensive coordinators that perhaps it may not totally be your fault when you're not in sync on the last, you know, year of all of that madness. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he is actually as good as I remember him two years ago or, you know, last year, 2021. And I'll take him here. Plus we're in the third round. I mean, these are a little bit of dart throws. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to watch yourself here. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> Deuce Vaughn, running back. Nice. I've seen some decent tape on him. I know he's probably ridiculously undersized, and that's a huge knock for him. But um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hey, we're starting to see those undersized backs actually have more and more value as the NFL completely shifts to what it, from what it was historically, but – I don't have any problem with going with him, man. Dude's fast as I don't hell. think anybody knows what to do with him yet. Um, yeah. Like, literally, I think he's going to be one of those guys that he, he – it's going to be when he actually gets on a team and you see how they use him that everybody's going to be like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we're looking at. I mean, right? Dude, no one was excited about Tree Cohen coming out. He had pretty much the same size right there. He Look what yeah, he did for a year. Sure. <laughs> oh, all right, Joe. <laughs> all right. Uh Israel Abaconda. Abanaconda is my pick here. Uh out of pit. He's 20 years old. Um, I think he'll be 21 start of the oh, season. Wow. I like the youth here at running back. Uh, like I said, end of the draft. I'm stocking up on running backs and tight ends. That's kind of how I do it. So I'm gonna grab him because of his youth. You know, he's more of a finesse back. We really didn't see a whole lot of middle of the field stuff, but he kind of gave me Kenneth Gainwell vibes. So, you know, landing on a decent offense, he could actually prove some worth there. I think you're right. I've liked him quite a bit. And I mean, honestly, like Pitts has a really good history of running backs. I mean, LaShawn McCoy talking James Conner, uh, Dion Lewis, Tony Dorsett, like, you know, they, they got a long line. So this might be just like the next guy in that line of pit running backs that come out and are, you know, really good. I hope we'll see. <laughs> okay. Really curious what I, I want to do here, but I think <clears throat> I'll just do it. Tajay Spears, Tiger from Tulane. Um, I think this is probably exactly where he needs to be um, in the third round, 31st pick overall. I think that, you know, what we saw from him at the senior bowl was special, but like Roshan Johnson wasn't there anymore. I think everybody kind of needed a guy, a new guy to latch on to. I've seen a lot of people saying he's a top five running back in this class. It's just simply not true. I mean, he may be top 10, you could probably argue, but, I mean, I think there's p- people below him in this draft even that may jump him at some point. Um, I just think that it was like a – was that, like hysteria when, you know, people start believing something that, you know, they don't need to. That's kind of, I think, what happened there with Tajay Spears personally. He was good. It just – it wasn't eye-popping. All right. He's so um, fast. Yeah. <clears throat> he is fast. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mohamed Ibrahim. Ibrahim? Okay. Did you say his name? 
210 is what it says, out of the backfield. He's pretty wicked, man. Uh, seen a couple highlights on him, watching film on some other guys, making some people miss, doing some stuff. So uh, as far as Darko's dart throws go, he's definitely on the radar. Yeah, I I love him. I mean, I was I've been following him kind of for a, a long time. It's kind of he seems like he's been in college football for seven years. I don't <laughs> well, understand he, it why. Has been six, so yeah. Has it been? Close. Oh shit! Okay, so oh, you're, you're close. Yeah. Well, damn. All right. Literally, he was around. Makes sense. Then. <laughs> um, but the thing is, in like he like tore his Achilles in the first game last of the 2021 season when me and Joe Joe's literally texting me. Holy shit, are you watching this Ibrahim kid? This is amazing. And then, like, two texts later, damn it. <laughs> it was tearing his Achilles. Um, but he came back this year and was just as good. So maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe he's a cyborg sent from, you know, the future to show running backs what they need to be. So I'm not going to be the one to, to poo-poo this pick. I think it's a, a fine pick. Mace, anytime I hype a running back or I'm all about a running back, they always get hurt. So I really, I feel really bad for Condre Miller, and I hope he doesn't suffer the same fate. I'll make sure not to draft any of the guys that you picked today. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> we had to take all the running backs, man. So they're, they're bound for disaster. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Joe, who's your next victim? Next victim. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That was really mean. Uh, I feel bad for these kids <laughs> now. I, I kind of feel like I shouldn't do this anymore. Just so no one gets hurt, you know. Mm. I'm looking at my list here, man. I don't even I don't even know. You know what? Give me Eric Gray. He's older, but he looked pretty serviceable. Yeah. I mean, as an OU fan, I loved Eric Gray. Didn't yeah. have a don't don't have Many bad notes. Um, he talked to uh, IDP Army at the Senior Bowl. Which was, he sure did. The time. He gave a no. good interview. He was very yeah. ready for questions. I was pretty impressed with him being that ready already. Okay. I got to start getting some of these wide receivers out because I just love them all so much. Um, so I'm going to take my favorite, Jonathan Mingo. Um, he has completely won me over. Um I think that he is going to be AJ Brown, and I will believe it until he's probably going to be sitting on my. He's going to be sitting on my uh, taxi squad for like five years, and you know I'm going to be sitting there with like a cane. Like I still believe, like I, I can just see that being something that happens with him. But I just the size is there, like every like the way that he plays the game, his strength. I just I really like it, and I think that if he is for real in contact with AJ Brown and DK on the regular, like he said he was and taking tips from them. I think that he has a chance at least to be a light version of those two guys. Who is this? Uh, Jonathan Mingo. Okay. Okay. That's the AJ Brown, man. You heard it here first. I, I really think he could be, he's definitely got the size for it. Well, speaking of size, I will raise you one to a guy that is 6'5", 205 out of Wake Forest. A.T. Perry, he – I don't know. Just something caught my eyes, man. His break, the way he's going, obviously his height. Um, I don't – I want to see what his 40 is. Not that that's really going to gauge everything against him. Um, I don't know. I don't really think he's going to get in the first two rounds, but I do think third, fourth round range, definitely where you get it. And uh, if he gets on a good team – 
I know this guy's the limit. He's one of those guys that you take later if you're drafting before the actual NFL draft. If they get that good landing spot, then people drafting after the draft might end up taking them in the second. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. So um, uh, just a late round guard for on a guy that I actually really, really like that has a nice size. Yeah. A.T. Perry's definitely no – one's, no one's on him. You're starting to see his name pop up a little bit more. But it's I love true. that pick, Mace. He, he's one of those hidden guys that I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. I think like, – because we haven't added IDP into this yet, so obviously that's going to push some of these guys out of the drafts completely. But I, like, he's one I'm, I'm eyeing for, like, perhaps, perhaps that taxi squad guy to pick in free agency if nobody picks him before because, um, you know, I'm hoping for the best. I, I don't have any picks out. this year, so I'm not going to get any of these guys. <laughs> yep, you are that. Hey, this is the guy you're looking for, Joe. You might be pushed yeah. out of the draft. You, you might, might, might be able to grab him. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, shit. Uh, since we compared Jonathan Mingo to AJ Brown, I'm going to compare Parker Washington to. Um, I just had a massive blank. Jar- or Jarvis Landry. That's what I was thinking. Okay. We're going to go Parker Washington, get a big slot in there, and that officially gives me all of the Washingtons on the board. So <laughs> I like that. You can't go wrong. One of the Washingtons is going to hit, Joe. That's the thing. You they always gotta, do, man. It's a, it's a numbers game at that point. All right. Well, Good we're entering the fourth on. round. So, obviously, these guys are the not the bottom of the barrel. That makes them all sound bad. But, like, these are the guys that, like, these are pretty much dart throws at this point. I've still got a few that I think actually could hit. Um, I'll grab one now. That's Dwayne McBride from UAB. Um, I think he's going to be one of these names that starts popping up a lot more in the potential like second round of rookie drafts. And I think that in the overall draft, he's going to start uh, moving his way up as well. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with uh, running back out of Kentucky. I talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, 5'11", 224 on official. Uh, whenever Levis was having problems, this was the uh, captain saver bro. I really like his movement. Um, I saw an interview that he had, and he said he likes working out a shotgun and stuff like that more than he does behind the line. Um, I think that if he gets into a good spot as an RBC, he could possibly work his way into like a vulture role and uh, do something like that. So tossing the old dark scoop. Love it. Captain saver bro is uh... – Dude, I'm stealing that from you so hard, man. <laughs> it's all good, man. Dude, you're going to hear that on OP a hundred times. <laughs> I love it. We need to get a shirt made. But yeah, uh, let's see. Tank Dell, I'm going to do it. He's Ooh. tiny. He's fast. He's a deep threat. I'm just going to go ahead and grab him off the board. He is so confusing because literally, like, even watching, you're just like, he is so small. Like, literally, Jordan's towering over him as he's interviewing him. Um, but his route running is so crisp. Like you can definitely see why he was, you know, the NCAA leader in yards and touchdowns this year. Because, good lord, he was he was cooking everybody he was up against uh, defensive back wise. Like, I'm I'm not surprised how he was successful because like he is just really good at his craft. The size, I don't know where that puts him in the draft. That that is going to be something to watch. You don't have to be. Oh, or you don't have to be like have strong hands or, or be big when you're open by 10 yards. So that's that's where I'm going with that one. <laughs> right. You're not wrong about that at all. Um, all right. I'm going to take uh, the last tight end. I think it's going to be drafted, but maybe not. Um, and that's Luke Musgrave from Oregon State. Um, he was the best one at the Senior Bowl that we watched. Um, 
Matt or Jim, Matt Nagy. Jim Nagy said that he thinks four tight ends could potentially go in the first two rounds of the NFL draft. He said first round. I think he misspoke and said first two rounds of the NFL draft. And I think Luke Musgrave could be one of those guys. Um, so I think you're getting a guy here that a team is drafting with the intention of using fairly soon. Uh, we said this last year, and then the top two tight ends got drafted to teams that didn't need a tight end. Kind of fucked with us, Joe. I, I, as soon as we saw where the two guy uh, Trey McBride and uh, Isaiah Likely were drafted last year, we're just like, well, I guess that's it for the tight end. But it was the <laughs> guys mind. further down. It was the guys further down that we weren't yeah. really paying attention to, like Greg Dolchich and a couple others that like we just weren't really thinking of that ended up being the biggest one. So like Luke Musgrave probably is that going to be that kind of guy here. All right, I'm going to go with a uh, quarterback shot of a can. A guy I think I can go that could go possibly from the third to fifth round. Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA, dude. I mean, we're talking about fantasy here. Dude's got wheels, and if he gets put into a spot, um, if someone gets injured or something, he's still learning the playbook. It's going to be fast passes, deep play action, and him doing a lot of running, and that just equates the point. So more of like a, a stash, but um, I, I I really like his film decision making a little iffy sometimes. But uh, aside from that, dude's got legs and he hurdles people like no other. Like literally half of his <laughs> highlight film is him hurtling over safeties and stuff. So he's fun to watch as well. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm a that's a great guy to stash because those guys are valuable. I'm a fan of DTR. Yeah. All right. Um, before I get Cedric Tillman hasn't been drafted yet, right? Nope. Nope. That was my next guy. Okay. We went from Captain Save a Ho to Captain Average AF. Um, <laughs> this dude, like, he, he's average in everything, but you know he could go out and possibly be a huge difference maker on a team, and he could possibly be, like, wide receiver five on the team. So I'm going to take a shot on the upside here because he did show it in college. So I like Cedric Tillman. I like it. I'm. It kind of sucked that he got hurt this year and what, like, wasn't as, like, 100% in every game. But that did allow Jalen Hyatt to be, you know, be as good as he was. So, um, kind of, you know, just shuffled around the deck. But I like Cedric Tillman. He was one of my top guys coming in. Um, my next pick is going to be Dontavian Wicks from Virginia. Um, I just really like the size. I like what I think he could be. Um, I think he may be another guy we look back and we're like, oh, damn, we drafted him way too late. But I think you're going to end up getting a steal, especially if you take him in the fourth round. I like it, man. Funny. Hey, we're on the forty-third pick. You know, <laughs> got to make some ma- got to make some magic happen. I'm not going to uh, argue Dont- with you on any of these picks. I drafted Dontavian Wicks from okay, Virginia. Okay, um, I'm going to go with quarterback Jake Hayner, senior bowl guy. I don't know much about him. Um, just know that he got the honors, and I don't know. Maybe he can run a West Coast. The first day we were. The first day we were a little sketched out by Jake Hayner, but by the end of the week and by the game, he clearly was the best guy there. Um, I think he really made a good impression on NFL teams that were there, which I think is going to lead him up the board. Um, his size is not what you love about him, but, you know, <laughs> I think that he could, you know, he Brock Purdy got a chance this year, guys. Like anybody that gets drafted has a chance to make a big impact in the NFL. Hey, don't make fun of Brock Purdy, man. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, he got drafted Mace, last. I got you, dude. I'll find him. he was a quarterback, like, you know, he was a person you would use in fantasy. So, 
any of these guys that get drafted have an opportunity to maybe make something happen. Absolutely. Um, give me Rakeem Jarrett out of Maryland. He's uh, kind of a jack-of-all-trades type guy. And depending on landing spot, could make a big impact. <clears throat> I can agree with that. I, I like him. All right, for my last pick, I'm going to take Jaden Reed from Michigan State. He was the fastest player at the Senior Bowl wide receiver-wise, which apparently a lot of people loved. Um, he he did cook a couple wide receiver or a couple defensive backs, and like you know, you could clearly see that he's got some talent there. So I'm excited to see where he ends up. I can't say that I was very familiar with his game going into the senior bowl, but he definitely did leave an impression on everybody there because of how fast he was. Speed, speed, speed. All right. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that I literally know zero about. And that's what I told myself going into this. The last guy I'm going to do it. Like I'm probably going to do it in my (laughs) actual draft. And uh, I haven't taken a tight end yet. We were just talking about how those aftermarket tight ends, I guess could maybe do some work. I'm not sure about this guy, Tucker Craft. 6'5", 255. It's a big boy. Yep. That is, literally is one guy I haven't looked at or can't – I can't even find much information. He doesn't even have a college yeah. reference page on sports reference. So, yeah, I I agree. I, I would love – he's somebody he's I'm looking guy. to still deep dive on because <laughs> I haven't. I haven't watched much South Dakota State football. Right. Why not? Uh, well, I do actually have a South Dakota State Jackrabbits t-shirt, um, but I bought it for the shirt, not necessarily for South Dakota State. I just <laughs> like having a Jackrabbit shirt, but I, think I need we've a all deep done dive, that. I guess. Yeah. I think we've all Sometimes done just that. like the teams. Yeah. Um, right, so Mr. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant is Chase Young out of Illinois. Uh, Chase Brown. Chase Brown, Chase Young. <laughs> I'll take Chase Young, Chase, man. Chase Young has <laughs> been Mr. Irrelevant. I think we can all agree. But Ch- nah, he's watching his like, Wait, I want Will Anderson. Hold on. Like, <laughs> wait, hold up. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No. Right, uh, dude, I, I like um, – God, dude, I'm going to screw up his name forever now. Uh, Chase Brown, he kind of <laughs> has a little Cam Akers to his game. And get him that late, I'll take that all day. I like that. I like that quite and a I bit. I just wrote Cam Makers on my page. I'm all fucked up now. <laughs> all right. Joe is hammered, even though he's not taking a drink this entire time. Um, honestly, guys, I don't feel like we left much skin on the bone here because, like, there is a couple wide receivers I still like that, you know, probably are going to go late. It's going to really depend on their landing spot. But, like, Running back, we pretty much worked through everybody I have listed here. I mean, we're talking guys that probably aren't going to get drafted even at the end here, um, potentially. So I'm very interested to see what happens here. But I think for the first draft, this is not a bad list of players. No, not at all, man. I think, you know, as with it being super flex, I mean, you're going to see Dugan, you're going to see Tanner McKee, you're going to see Knicks all drafted um, on there. So you know, we we kind of grabbed a bunch of quarterbacks, and then uh, Mace grabbed Thompson Robinson late, and um, I I think you're going to start seeing people push these other guys up the board even more as the season goes on. Uh, but you know, kind of like what we always say, you know, get your drafts done early because you get value on these guys while other people are sleeping. So hopefully, we gave you some names to look at. Yeah, no, for Hope sure. So. Um, it's it's nice getting after it and getting the list going, especially on all offensive 
it's a good brand exercise for me because these are the guys that I'm looking at, the guys that I'm looking at go up against. So it's always nice to know your competition. That's why I love IDP, you know, in the first place, you get the best of both worlds. But yeah, it's nice to have a list and kind of get a feel for where you guys are feeling. And then uh, as we go forward, because I've been doing a lot of mock drafts with IDP Army and whatnot, I'm um, seeing where these guys land, uh, getting a roll on ADP and stuff like that. So hopefully we can stay ahead of the game. With that. I want to thank you guys for having me on. It was it was really fun, man. It was nice getting to know some of these guys, especially like from you guys firsthand and your guys' thoughts. So thank you. Uh, you're sure, welcome back anytime, man. Right. We still have to do the IDP version of this um, whenever we get right. you can school us a little bit further <laughs> along. Um Cause that, that's the, that's the one that we like actually like to like post online. This one we probably will post online, but the one that we do with IDP involved, um, do, we do enjoy posting that one as well. Um, yeah, I would say the only thing about the, the quarterbacks, Joe is like, I don't even know. Like I, I think in a mindset wise, there's a lot more people that are willing to just throw the ones that don't get obvious starting jobs or have a path to success down the draft boards because like you don't even know when you're going to need that player. Like people that have been holding on for Kyle Trask for three years now, like he's probably hit waiver wires. So like, I don't know. I, I think there is something to be said about like if a player ends up on a team that probably isn't going to need, like whoever the backup is to Mahomes, you're probably not going to be drafting him, but it, you know, I think if you can find us a, a way that they would work their way into the starting lineup, I think that quarterback definitely has more value and a hainer or dtr could creep up boards depending on where they end up you gotta remember too though there's always a sam howell right there's a guy that everyone thinks is gonna go in that first round maybe second round and they end up sliding all the way out and it's like what the hell is going on like ritter or willis like we suffered from this heavy last year and i think we kind of learned our lesson a little bit because when we did this last year we had several quarterbacks in the first couple rounds and none of them for the most part other than Pickett, i guess uh really panned out so like i just feel like this year maybe we're playing a little bit more cautious by not even putting them in here i think i'd rather take a dart throw on a wide receiver or a running back than a quarterback that will have to figure out how that guy even gets into the starting lineup no, I, I agree with you completely, but you know one of these guys is going to stand out at the combine or That's have true. a sweet landing yep. spot, and you know, you know, come draft time after after the draft's done and everything, you know, we're going to see those guys start going second, third, fourth, and well, PFF right now, hopes it's Tanner McKee because I literally have a five shot bet on draft night if Tanner McKee goes in the first twenty picks of the NFL draft. Um, I, I put that on, like, as soon as they put out their mock draft 101 PFF in, I like doing this every year with them. I'm one and one so far, but my third year doing this, I, they had Tanner McKee going in the first 20 picks and I was like, there's no way in hell. So five shot bet. Um, if he goes outside of the, if he goes inside the top 20, I'm going to get hammered on draft night. Cause that's <laughs> first year I said, Chase wasn't going to get drafted by the Bengals. That obviously didn't happen. Lost that one. Second year, Kayvon Thibodeau in the top five because they had him in eight. And I was like, there's no shot he gets outside of the top five. Yeah. I won that one swimmingly, uh, barely. Um, this year, it's Tanner McKee in the top 20 because there's no way in hell Tanner McKee is going to go in the top 20 of the NFL For draft. exercise purposes, where do you draft him if he goes in the top 20? In the, on the draft? <laughs> I don't even know. Like, see, Joe, here's the thing. I have no clue because I don't think he's very good at all. No, and I, I didn't really – there. 
the only metric that they loved about him was third down like pass rate or something like and I was like, man, that makes him a top 20 draft pick. That's well, nuts, super but... proficient and just efficient uh, quarterbacks or any player for that matter. Always get a really high PFF grade. I mean, that's the way. Yeah, well, I mean, now they've backed it off. He's not going in the first round of their, but I still have that bet open because when they put out their first one, I had to plant my flag somewhere. And that was the flag I planted. Um, good probably flag. should have done something more controversial, but like that one, I was like, yep. They're, that's the player. There's no way in the world that's going to happen. So it would take a shock. If he is the one that raises himself at the combine, I'm going to be the one paying for it. All right, Joe Mace, we've done the exercise. Don't really have any news to talk to you. Cause we usually put some news out here at the end or something to talk about. There's not really any news to talk about yet um, because we're on just on the fringe of the new NFL season. So Joe, do you want to, Get us out of here. Yeah, Mace, thanks for joining us, man. Billy, it's always a pleasure hanging out with you on a Wednesday night. So, guys, enjoy it. Start watching these this tape on these. Build your profile. And good night. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.